The show you're about to listen to is very old and comes with a warning. When we recorded these shows over a decade ago, the world was a different place and we were little more than children. As a result of this, you might hear a few things that by today's standards, we judge to be inappropriate or offensive. Please don't be offended. In the years that have passed since recording these shows, we've all grown up to be wonderful, loving, liberal, free-thinking, open-minded individuals. If the us from over a decade ago say something to upset the you of today, please understand that we're as disgusted with ourselves as you are. But isn't this what life is all about? Learning and growing? We all said and did things in our younger days that make us cringe when we think about them. We just recorded it and put it out on the internet. With all that in mind, I hope you enjoy the show. Oh, and there's just one more thing. Don't email the show or try to enter competitions. We don't have that email anymore and all the competitions are over. We do have a Facebook group where you're very welcome to discuss any aspects of the podcast. Please visit simplysyndicated.com for more information. Now establishing data link. Accessing. Hello and welcome to Make It So episode number 40. I'm Mike Dawson. I'm Richard Smith. 40. 40. We were going to do a... Let's talk about all the episode 40s. And um, then we got to episode 40 of the original series and realised we hadn't seen it. So. Yeah. That kind of stumped us. And then we realised that episode 40 of Next Gen was the Icarus Factor. Which is and, quite dull, yeah. really. And it just all kind of fell we, apart. We stopped then. after that. Then we were amazed at the fact that there were only 17 episodes in the first season of Voyager, which I did not know until this very evening. No, that, we've learned something new about Star Trek every very, day. Very, very short. And then I pointed out quite rightly and intuitively that Next Generation was the longest running of all the casts of all the Star Trek series. Then we thought about be. that for a little while, didn't we? We did. We contemplated that. And then we contemplated which one was lasting longer out of Enterprise or the original series. And we reckon it was just about Enterprise making yeah. the original series the lowest. The, yeah, the shortest amount shortest of screen time. amount of screen time, not including the animated series. No, that's a different thing. That's, that's a, a different, different thing. series. Different thing, yep. Although... Oh. We were counting the movies with the original series. Now, you see, the, the original cast comes in three different incarnations, unlike any of the other casts. So would you collect them together? Well, if we're going to group them... This is silly. If yeah. we're going to group the movies in... <laughs> then I think the animated series... we have to do the animated yeah, series yeah. as well. So maybe it's, maybe it's about even with Enterprise and the original series. Well, maybe, anyway... No, it'll be more for the for original series then, won't it? Because well, no, but I don't know how long the, uh, the animated series was only like 20 minutes an episode and wasn't that long, was it? I thought they were full episodes. Hmm? I thought they were full episodes. No. It's a cartoon. Yeah? For kids. Yeah? I don't know. It's been a long time since I've seen any of them. Well, they're out on DVD. We could not buy those as well. Yeah. Anyway, right. What we're talking about this week on this momentous week of episode number 40 is merchandising, as you probably guessed or read on the information for this episode. So, yes, merchandising is... There'll probably be some links to some somewhere, somewhere I would imagine. along the line. Yeah. Oh, okay. incidentally, I'll just start off just very quickly get this out of the way a lot of uh, American people weren't able to use the links on our stuff uh, when I linked products related to the shows because there's no American people uh, American affiliates we could get with we're now with Amazon.com so on the show notes for this show there'll be links to things that 
our American listeners can actually buy. Given that the vast majority of our listeners are Americans, I think that's It was an fair. important thing to sort, yeah. but I managed to sort it last night. Yeah. I believe Amazon have changed their policy before you needed an American bank account, which we obviously don't have, right. and you no longer need that. In fact, I got the email on my phone earlier saying you'd been accepted onto the affiliate program. While we're getting things out of the way, should we talk about that review? That fucking review? That wasn't a review. That was just... Some fucking kid just out of university trying to make a name for himself. He's had these ambitions of being a journalist and suddenly found himself at Sci-Fi Now magazine thinking, dear God, is this the end of my life now? Is this it? Probably. So to give this a little bit of context, um, and maybe maybe I should play devil's advocate here, um, given that you're going to be so... Harsh with no, them, I'm right? going nuclear on this one. That's Mike. fair enough. That's fair enough. But I'm just going to sort of level in with a little bit of rationality. Yeah, good. Okay. Good. So, Sci-Fi Now was that? Is that what it was? Is called? that what it's called? I don't know. It's going to fade into obscurity before you know it. Anyway, um, is a new Sci-Fi magazine, which is on episode four. I believe issue so. Four, I believe so. Four, yes, like that. hasn't been as long around as long as the show, um, and. Uh, that's neither here nor there. I'm, I'm getting no, irrational. No, hang on. Now. I'd never thought of that. Who do they think they are? We've been around for almost a these, year. These, and these bastards... Well, right. These little new media whippersnappers come along and think they can tell us what to do. We've got a podcast <laughs> network, don't you know? Anyway, I, so... I bet, I bet Simply Syndicated gets to more people in a month than their magazine does. Anyway, we're giving them free advertising by talking about this. That's very true. Um... So, yeah, they reviewed us, and what did they say, Richard? They said... That we it, we don't clearly don't like Star Trek. Clearly, because Which we, was what we, I was most offended by. We only spend an evening every week talking about it, um, mm. so clearly we don't like Star Trek at all. Um, an evening every week of my life for the last year I has watched, been spent... I watched Star Trek Five yesterday. You that's, don't do that. That's how much you like you, Star Trek. Yeah, unless you, you love you it. You watched the motion picture. I did watch the motion the picture. The other day. Yeah. I've watched season one of Next Gen recently. That's how much I love Star you, Trek. You can say a lot about us, but you don't... It's like telling someone they don't really love their kids. Yeah. It's really harsh. Yeah. You don't say we don't like Star Trek. <laughs> you don't like magazines. Yeah. There you go. You don't like... Journalism. So. Well, clearly they don't like journalism. <laughs> well, that was neither here nor there. So, what was the other, the follow up point um, on his uh, little list of boring, things? Boring uh, topics like why girls don't like Star Trek. So, this is the height of his investigative journalism here. The, the, why girls don't like Star Trek. Now, if anyone can point us to the episode where we actually discuss why girls don't like Star Trek, yeah, I mean, as a full episode topic. Yeah, we've never really devoted done that one, to have the we? subject of how girls don't like Star Trek. You're going to get a prize. Yeah, that's how good this guy was. He actually looked through the entire list and found something that we haven't done. He clearly clicked on the iTunes Top 100 TV and Film and found the sci-fi ones there. Yeah, because it was us, Doctor Who, and a Superman one. Right, and I believe they're all there on that one. And he probably page. listened to five seconds of one episode. Exactly. Right. We're assuming it's a he as well. We are, we are. Um, but I, I just think it's worth pointing out... Well, I'm assuming it's a he, because obviously girls don't like Star Trek. 
as no. discussed in that episode that we did a while back. You remember the I, one? I remember it. Do you remember clearly. the one? It was episode number, I don't know, something. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. <laughs> that, Tosser. We did it just after the episode and before the one. But the best bit about this review is is the rating that he gave us at the end. Four out of five stars. Four out of five stars. What What's going on there? So they don't like Star Trek. They're, it's really bad they don't like Star Trek. And they're talking about things that are really boring and crap. And yet you give us four stars. Yeah. I, I don't understand Don't that. understand that, no. You see, I don't want to wish to sound like we're moaning about getting a bad review. Because... No. So say, we've been in this game for a little while now. We Long, get, we get bad most, reviews. And we get bad reviews. Yeah, we only rip it out of the ones that are truly moronic. And these are the tr- this is a truly moronic this is, one. Yeah, this is one of those. We've, uh, had, bad, we've had plenty. We've, we've ripped it out of one guy who reviewed movies you should see because his review basically stated everything that was movies you should see. The point of the show. The point yeah. of the show and called it something bad, which is quite funny. So... You know, rather than saying that we do anything badly, he just said everything that we actually do and said that this was bad. So you kind of think, well, why do you watch the show? Why do you listen to it then? Yeah, stop but anyway, downloading stop it. Stop downloading it. No one's making you download it. And then, yeah, but other people have re- reviewed the show and they point out, they make various points and, you know, generally it's about their own taste in the show and we don't rip it out of them because they've written negative reviews. We only rip it out of the morons. We want to make that very clear. In, in fact, there were some very scathing reviews on the bollocks podcast page. Yes, you've mentioned. And not only did I not take the piss out of those people, I actually thanked them for making some good points about what I agreed with them on. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, so we're not this we're not being more. petty here. It's just this guy got published. This guy got published. Published. He and he didn't... there. He just... What the, Clearly. Uh, anyway, let's not dwell on this. Yeah. So, merchandising. Star Trek merchandising. Well, this actually brings us nicely onto the first piece of merchandising that I... Uh, well, not the first piece of merchandising, but a major piece of merchandising I used to buy, which was the Star Trek Monthly Magazine. Now, really? I, bought, I bought a few of these. I had the fortnightly Star Trek Next Generation episode-by-episode episode poster magazines with... Six-page fold-out A4 spread of Captain Picard, Starship Enterprise, Commander Riker in various season-by-season poses, cast picture season-by-season, and I used to pin them with drawing pins to my ceiling and stare up. The Enterprise was there. Beneath it was a Romulan warbird. Beneath that was a Ferengi battlecruiser. Beneath that was a Klingon bird of prey. And then on my wall was a picture of Commander Riker, beardless, and next to him was a picture of Tasha Yar, little beardless. boy haircut, beardless. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I used to buy those magazines. And then I bought a brief, short-lived magazine called Star Trek something, which was... It was a bit fuzzy, that one was. I remember only buying it because it was the only Star Trek magazine available, and it only lasted about a year. And then I used to buy Star Trek Monthly. I've stopped buying Star Trek Monthly now because it gets to the point where, you know, there's there's not really much to, to do really, that's That is the only thing that has put me off buying a Star Trek magazine recently, is that you look at it and you think, well, what have you got to tell me? Well, then, the problem is we're on tricky ground talking about that because 
What have we got what to say? What have we got to say? I mean, you know, there's there's so much... I don't know. There's just I a, never thought of it like that. That yeah. makes a lot of sense. Maybe they've got something I might enjoy reading. Then. Maybe we should read it. And maybe I might go to W.H. Smith tomorrow and buy a copy. Then. Maybe I might resubscribe after six years. But, yeah, I used to collect that religiously. I was subscribed to it for about two or three years. Um, and then I think my father noticed that I wasn't actually reading it anymore and pointed it out to me. And so I was just like, all right. It's like Empire at the moment. I'm getting to the point where I'm not reading Empire anymore. I just look at the pictures yeah. in a kind of, oh, that's coming out. I'll probably not go and see that. And then it sits for a month and my, then it goes on the shelf. That's it. My cinema-going frequency is so low that it's really not worth me reading a well, Empire. on a slight segue, my my cinema going is actually on the increase this this year. Unfortunately, my opinions of films seems to be differing a lot with uh, Empire this year. They gave Inland Empire five stars, and that was awful. Um, just various things like that. There was loads of oh, twenty eight weeks later, they gave that four stars. That was terrible, awful film. Anyway. Complete pointless segue. So, yeah, I also used to buy the Star Trek The Next Generation comic books. And I still Ah. have a big pile of them at home. Were they any good? I never used to read them. I used to... Never read them. I used to flick through the pictures. There were a couple I read. There was a follow-up one to the... uh, I was quite young when these were out, by the way. Um, there was a follow-up one to Conspiracy with the aliens that impregnate right, people. There was yeah. a follow-up one with that with Geordie and another alien race that had suffered the plight of this bug thing. Wow. Um, and that was quite good and quite graphic, and that was a special bumper one. Um, I actually have the original first Deep Space Nine comic with limited edition with an actual photograph of the cast rather than a drawing of the cast on the front. Um, apparently, if it was still in original packaging, it might be worth some money, but the cover's falling off and everything, so probably not. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, I think that was the height of the... And I think I bought the Deep Space Nine poster collection, one or two episodes, issues of that, but nothing nearly as much as the next-gen one because I was growing out of it by that point. I used to get the Star Trek fact files, as I may have mentioned before. Now, that was interesting because that was a lot later... Yeah, it was. That came out just before First Contact, if I remember correctly. Were you about to say correctly? Yes, I was. That would be incorrect. It would. What, just the word or timing? (laughs) Your pronunciation of it. My pronunciation, thank you, just me. Uh, Yeah, it came out just before First Contact, and this was the one with the really big, thick ring binders. And instead of it being a magazine every fortnight... <clears throat> it was just pages you could pull out and put in the folders. Under different subsections. Yeah. And, yeah. and it was so very brief, is what I didn't like about it. There was a lot, it was just, it had novelty value, I thought. Other than that, it was very lacking in substance. See, the problem with those ones is that they're meant for children. Was that meant, that wasn't meant, it wasn't that simple. It's a fact file. No, it wasn't. Like animal fact file. Not like that. Like no, it dinosaur was, it was fact for grown-ups, file. Mike. It like was for grown-ups. The WCW animal fact file. Not like that. It's still going, I think. <laughs> I've seen uh, issues for sale. Actually, I think it's stopped now. But right. the point was, was that it was every fortnight, and it cost a fortune. Right. And you just made these big things on your wall that said, I'm a fucking geek, you know. <laughs> Don't go out with me. <laughs> and because it came out at the stage of my life that it did, it was like, I can't afford... You know, I'm unpopular enough with girls. 
to start broadcasting this shit around. Uh, I did. So it's fair to say I suffered from a little bit of Star Trek shame in my late teenage years because uh, I had I have the computer geekery to fight against as well. Hmm. I was just fortunate enough to find a nice girl who likes computers and Star Trek. Uh, but now I'm nearly thirty, so. Uh, that's... See, I, t- I think I was a bit of a geek. I think mainly I had the the fact that I was a complete weirdo that I had to fight with and. I'd go around telling people there was no such thing as a fact, and and people would go, "Huh?" Oh, um, you were that kid at school then. Yeah, right. Confuse right. a lot of people and, and make them go, "Oh, you're gay," and then run away. And you're like, <laughs> why do people do that? Why do people kids? do that? It's like, I don't understand you. You must be gay. It's like what? Why? Hang on. Just you know, you, but then you try to get them back, and you're just like, you know, oh, this, oh, your mum. It's like. What has my mum got to do with the fact that you're a moron? I don't understand. I can't quite make the connection. Maybe I'm the moron. I don't know. Anyway. Issues. Issues there it's coming like, out. This is like not a therapy, therapy session. Yeah, unfortunately. It's hard being the smartest kid in the class. Um, did okay. he tell you about it, did he? <laughs> <laughs> I've I got to say, you, you got me with that one. That was, that was, that was right in there. That was, that was nice. Sorry. This... This knife here—it's <laughs> in my back. Do you want to? I can't. Do you, do you I can't want, miss you, I, that one. I can't now. quite reach it. You know, I it's, couldn't let it's, that one it's go. sticking out. There. Can you? So, can you just? No, re- seriously, it's, I'll, it's, it's I'll really twist nice. It. It's a I'll nice. Twist it. It's a nice knife. I think you might want it back. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I saw a knife for sale today on the internet. It was a Swiss Army knife. It was four hundred and ninety-nine pounds. Yeah. And it was a foot wide. And then you bought it and you stabbed me I in did, the back. Yes. Yeah. With the the thing that gets things out of horses' hooves. Nice. Nice. I don't know what that's called. Everybody just knows it as the thing that gets things out of horses' hooves. Mm. I'm sure as a tool it has a name. Probably. But I don't know what it is. The Star Trek Fat Files weren't for children, they were for grown-ups, and uh, as a sort of semi-grown-up, I bought it. A uh, semi-grown-up. Not for very long. I think I've probably spent... Just trying to think what I've spent the most money on to, to do with Star Trek. I got the DVDs when they were cheap, and to be fair, I've really not got many. I've just got the next gen. Mm. So not a lot there. A lot of people bought the videos. I bought the videos. Now, I have to say, hats off to the video-buying people. You were committed. I used to save up all of my pocket money to buy Star Trek videos. Two episodes on a VHS tape. Two episodes on a VHS. Like twelve ninety nine a tape? No, if you got them when they first came out, they were a tenner. Okay. So, yeah, it was, a, it was a tenner for it, and they'd come out once every two or three weeks. So you'd save up for two or three weeks, and then you'd buy the new Star Trek tape. And I bought, as a child, I bought the whole of Season 5 and the whole of Season 7 of Next Gen and the whole of Season 3 and Season 4 of Deep Space Nine and various ones from the different seasons in between. All of the Star Trek movies on VHS, bought, proper deal, not recorded off the television. No. In fact, recorded off the television first, then bought. In fact, I remember trying to get a less edited version of Star Trek Two. So I had a version of Star Trek Two which was recorded around about 8 o'clock at night, and then they broadcasted it on another channel at about 10 o'clock at night, so I tried to record that one, and to my dismay, I recorded it over the old version I had, and the version that they aired at 10 o'clock was more edited than the version that they had at 8 o'clock, which really wound me up. Oh, God. So I had to buy that one. Um, I had to get my dad to buy that one, because it was a 15. Um... 
course it was, yes. So, yeah, and I was only 12 when I was trying to buy it. And that would have been in the days when people didn't buy videos. You people mind, did I buy. Did, I don't know if, you, if you'll buy. remember this. There people a, didn't buy videos as much as they buy DVDs. Oh, no, no, they never bought videos as much as people buy DVDs. Not at all. But there was a time when nobody bought videos. In fact, you could barely buy videos. And if you bought sort of newish films, like that weren't years old, then it would cost you 70, 80 quid. You'd be getting them at the same price that the equivalent of Blockbuster at the time would have gotten them. Yeah. I remember seeing Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade for sale in Clearview Video in Doncaster for 84 mm. And it was their ex-rentals that they were selling off. Mm. And there suddenly came a day when videos were a tenner and it was all right to buy them yeah. and people bought them and stuff. I um, bought an NTSC imported version of Emissary for 30 quid. Bloody hell. Four months before it came out in the UK. Oh, I'd pay 30 quid for that, yeah. Actually, no, that's why we have the internet now. That's why we have the internet now. But back then, that was what you had to do. That was how dedicated I was to my Star Trek VHS collection. Um, They all sit in boxes downstairs because they've been made redundant by complete series of Deep Space Nine and complete series of Next Gen on DVD. So... Yeah, so I bought those. I bought about 40 Star Trek books. I bought two Star Trek books, and I I, read one of them. I definitely had books 1 through 35 of the Next Gen series, and I had about 7 or 8 DS9 books. I even had two Voyager books that I bought before the series was released. (laughs) I bought the novelization of Caretaker. Right. Before it was released, I did the same with Emissary. I bought the novel of Emissary about six months before the VHS came out. Read those cover to cover. Bought the novelization of Where the Warrior, novelization of The Search, novelization of Encounter at Farpoint. See, I've never been interested in that sort of thing. All good things. And is that before you generations saw them? before you see them? All right, that that's slightly different. If now I've seen them, I wouldn't consider. Really oh no, no, no! It was, were, it was basically like. Because Where the Warrior, I remember, came out. The book came out about in the season break before between season three and season four. So you'd watch the end of season three. And, you know, as a, as a young... I think I might have just been in my teens then. You know, season three break. Fuck, what happens next? There's the book. So you read the book. You read the book and you think, fuck, this is going to be the best episode ever. You get the VHS... You put the VHS and you watch it. Fuck, that was the best episode ever. <laughs> I mean, the, I remember Way of the Warrior VHS was brilliant because, first of all, and again, this is something that you only notice when you're younger, the BBFC certificates. First of all, this was the first 12. Yeah. The first 12 rated Deep Space Nine VHS. And it was a special one because... All around the side of Deep Space Nine and around the station, not only did you have Worf's face glaring at you, which was exciting enough, but the whole of the station was surrounded on the cover by Klingon Warbirds and Klingon Birds of Prey. It was a special limited edition case. I'm, I'm moving my hand around like I'm holding it in yeah, my hand. Yeah, I see that. I it's was quite good. so excited by this, you could not believe. And the fact that it was a 12 meant it was more violent. And... 
It was brilliant. It was absolutely brilliant. Awesome. And yet, yeah. And the uh, same sort of sensation happened with All Good Things when that came out, because that had a special... It looks awful now. But that had a special VHS as well, where Captain Picard, Riker, and it had the... Instead of the the normal cast picture, it had all of them as their older personas from the Future Tense episodes. Hmm. The, from the Future Tense uh, think, sections of All Good yeah. Things. You might have seen that I one. think I've seen that Yeah, one. yeah. And that was, that was quite exciting. Yeah, it's the last episode, and they've changed the cover. <laughs> you know... Really stupid OCD things to get excited about, but hey. Uh, so, yeah, I bought a shitload of the books. Um, I, let's say at this point, you can actually get a load of the... Well, I mean, there's still clearly hundreds of books available. Yeah. Um, oh, the the original series ones, when I was buying the next-gen ones, were in the 70s or 80s or something like that. But the original series books were always about half the length. Oh, really? For some reason. It was really bizarre. They were always... They were really thin... And the next-gen books were about twice as thick, as were the Deep Space Nine ones. Bigger special effects. <laughs> Bigger words. Um, I have considered getting a few... There's a few Star Trek books on Audible at the moment, uh, oh. read by William Shatner. I've had a few of those as well. I've, I've sort of looked at them. Used to rent them from thought, the library. Yeah, might, that might fancy that. There's also you can get a debate between Q and Spock mm. that you just think... I know it's not a book or anything, but that sounds fun. Yeah. Even though it's just two characters improving, really, that's what yeah. it is. It's not really Q and Spock. It's Leonard Nimoy and John DeLance, really. Yeah. Oh, well. But, I'd, I'd, yeah, I might, I might give those a go. In fact, I tell you what, I will, because I've got two massive non-fun books at the moment to mm. listen to. Well, one of them's sort of fun. But that's irrelevant. So I'll get I'll get my I'll get a Star Trek book this month, and then I'll report back on Star Trek Audible books. Right there, you go. Also, someone emailed to say, "Did you see the comic book Star Trek Year Four? Talking about comic books. Oh yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Take um, a look at that. Yeah, and it's the comic book of what happens after we stop following the original series crew, mm. because it's their five year mission, and we only saw Year One to Three. Mm. Which I think was a bit of a jip. We should have seen one to five, uh, but then we'd have had to have had another. Oh, they're retiring. Oh no, they're not. Moment, uh, like we had in a couple of the films, actually. Yeah. Um, and they never did retire, did they? Who knows? Yeah, they were decommissioned. End of six. Um, if he was human, his response would have been "Go to hell." If he was human, go to hell. Yes. Mm. I remember now. Yeah. With I, there's certain characters I have to have the speech pattern right in my head, and then it makes sense. <laughs> if you see what I mean, mm. if, that I can then remember it. Well, the books uh, expanded on several uh, areas. Uh, someone's pointed out on the forum there was Deep Space Nine season eight was in book form. Was um, there really? Yeah. Now I'm going to have to actively look for that. Um, and there was uh, a series of books about Riker and Troy on the Titan after Nemesis. My God. Um, and there's books about what happens in between the original series and the films, um, and then books, the Lost Era books, about the Enterprise B and the Enterprise C years and all of that stuff. So there's loads of... You see, it sounds really good. It sounds really good. The thing with the books was that <clears throat> the quality of the writing varied so very much, depending on who... The one that always jumps into my mind is Peter David, 
who do, who wrote some of the best books, like the ones that you just didn't put down, like were Peter David books. Um, right. This probably means nothing to you, but like Vendetta, uh, Q Squared, uh, Strike Zone. Jesus, I can remember the names. <laughs> the you know those those books, those were his books, and they were like the more interesting ones. They were the ones that grabbed your attention and and kept you reading them. Vendetta was brilliant. That was like a follow up to Best of Both Worlds, and it was you just wanted it to be an actual episode because it was so good. Never mind. But yeah, the problem is as well is that. If the writer makes something up, then it's only a truth until the series decides it's not. Yes. The books don't have any force on the continuity of the actual show, so it kind of, you know, makes them a little bit irrelevant. Unlike the Star Wars ones, is he still claiming to have read all of them and vetted everything? The thing with the Star Wars ones is that the comics went one way and the books went a different way. Right. So the story's completely different depending on if you read the comics or if you read the books. Hmm. You know what I mean? And there was no... So there wasn't that much continuity between them, to be honest. It's an annoying thing, but I understand why it's the way it is. Well, it's, it's, it's the way it is. I mean, ideally, what you'd want is a continuity staff on Star Trek. But the fact that Star Trek can't maintain its own continuity within... Star no, Trek, can't, can it? let alone within novels, comic books, fan fiction, or anything else. You know, you can't maintain that sense of continuity. And hey, what if, you know, a writer just writes something one day, like that was said in the extra features for one of the novelists said in the extra features for Star Trek 2, you know, if she decides to explain where the Doomsday Machine comes from, then that's the explanation that there is. But if one day the show creators say, oh, we want to do an episode on the Doomsday Machine again, well, let's explain where it comes from, and they use a completely different explanation, then hers is just redundant. So, you know, you can explain it away, but then it doesn't, you know, if they bring it back in the series. But then why do Klingons not have pink blood? I don't know why Klingons don't have pink blood. Why does the Romulan commander look like Spock's dad? I don't know. You know? So, I mean, these are things that you got you you have to put them to one side because otherwise you'll go insane. It's just the old adage of, I don't know, it's where does Superman police Clark Kent outfit, all of that sort of thing. It's slightly different thing, just, but, yeah, I know what you mean. It, just, it's just, I add it to the list of things that I just ignore because I love the rest of it so damn much. Hmm. Um, or, or not, if you're a cheap damn market sci-fi magazine. Um, so it's fair to say we've spent a lot of money on various different things. Mm. I have had some embarrassing clothing. No, no, I never went the clothing way. Oh, yeah. It, when when QVC launched in this country... Um, so, now, just, I'm not, I've never done this before, but I feel that I have, have to point out at this point, for those listeners who sometimes get myself and Richard confused... The next sentences uttered will be from Richard Smith. You're not taking any... I am not taking no. any chances with this one. Carry on, Richard Smith. When QVC first launched in the UK on Sky Television, um, they had a Star Trek hour. Hmm. So once a week, they have this hour featuring entirely Star Trek merchandise. Right. Some of it was good, some of it was bad, and... Some of it was like action figures, that sort of thing, and some of it was Mr. Spock's face on a china plate you could hang on the wall. Hmm. You think, 
Nobody wants that. There'll be people who will buy it because there'll be people who will buy anything with Mr. Spock's face on. But nobody wants a china plate Jeez. to hang. You ever been around somebody's house and they've got plate ornamental plates yeah. arranged on stands with a picture of their dog and yeah. things like that? Where well, you could get those with the original series crew on. Do you think that they were there specifically so that Grandma, who knows her little grandson is a big Star Trek fan, can do that? Can buy that for her Quite grandson? Possibly. Quite yeah. possibly. Uh, but what they also sold was a selection of clothing. And I can't remember all of it, but I, I distinctly remember I had a baseball cap that was black with the... Uh, sorry, all the change had just fallen out of my pocket as I'm sat here. It's fine. Leave it. Leave it there. Um, I had a start, uh, the hat with the, the Next Gen logo on uh-huh. the front. Luckily, that fell out of the car one day, uh, <laughs> and I never really got to wear it in public. You have to understand that this is clothing that gets you a lot of attention on the street in Doncaster. Yeah, it gets you a lot of attention anywhere. Yeah. Um, The streets of Milton Keynes are a dangerous place to be when you're wearing a full-length blue Star Trek The Next Generation uniform. Um, So I had the hat. I had a (laughs) T-shirt... Now, I had a T-shirt that was really quite good. It was grey, but it, and it had the entire like opening monologue on Space, the Final Frontier, blah, blah, blah. Mm. And the problem with that is is that it was very small because it's actually quite a long bit of text. And when yeah. you print it at any readable size, it fills the front of your T-shirt, especially the size I was wearing at the time. And people would sort of walk up to me and stop me and pull my T-shirt out and straighten it up and read it and then go, huh, and walk off. And you can only put up with that for so long before you start wanting to stab people mm. and that that's a negative route to take in life and so I stopped wearing that it's one it's not one of the positive Actually, things you can do I'm going to be honest with you all now I wore it till it wore out that shirt it became unwearable because it fell to bits because I wore it that much then I got a Mr. Spock t-shirt this one was terrible this was <laughs> it, if you imagine a sort of a coloured pastel drawing of Mr. Spock's head yeah. With his hand in shot doing the, the Vulcan V sign with live long and prosper in big yellow letters written across the front of my chest. That was quite good. Uh, that actually got me noticed by uh, customs in Florida one holiday uh, when the lady said peace and long life no. and the whole thing like that. Live I thought, you, you're, you're weirder than I am, yeah. lady. I thought. Well, people who work in customs. Yeah. Um, you don't want trouble going through customs next time you go to the US. No. Um, so there was that. I am in possession at the moment of a lieutenant junior grade science officer's top. Mm. Which I... This is the creme de la creme. Of this your, is my um... favourite because it's so shit. <laughs> it's, it's a proper piece of Star Trek merchandise. It's official merchandise. My parents got it for me from Vegas yep. a couple of years ago. I said to the, every year they bring me a crap T-shirt back from where they've been. I've recently just burnt the Grand Canyon one because it was terrible. Right. Uh, and I just said, you know, you're going there, there's all this cool stuff there, bring me back a top, thinking burgundy captain's top. But no, no, lieutenant junior grade, medical officer's top. Who wants to wear that? If you're going to dress up as a Starship character, at least be a captain or something like that. Yeah. That's the way I think about it. Don't be an ensign. Fair enough. Or a, a, a Starfleet cadet. I wanted to be a captain. They fucked that one up right, Royally. Yeah. But thank you for bringing this home. 
You know, actually, I was most angry with them for not getting me the Yoda. You could, they had for sale in the same shop Yoda from episode one. Ah. The hand puppet. The one. The one in the film. And that would have cost... $12,000. I thought something like that. I was going to say 10000 It had Frank Oz's hand sweat in it. I thought you were going to say his it hand. Was, it was the one. His hand the severed. Yeah, that's rude. Sorry, Frank, we need some merchandising value here. <laughs> <laughs> We'll get, the, be, we'll get the doctor in. That's what they do. They put them there on the shelf next to Jamie Foxx's eyes. Mm. <laughs> Go back and listen to the Ray episode of movies you should see. Mm, don't that. watch Ray, though. Um, okay. So, models. Did you ever have... No, I never had a model. Ah, you see, I had the Mantel, do-it-yourself, build-your-spaceship kits. Oh, you mean like a Model. 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 Like you built it and painted you, it and put the transfers built, on. Built it. Yeah, yeah. I had a model of the original series bridge. I had a model of the original series Enterprise and the original series Klingon Battle Cruiser. Right. right. Um, and invariably, you'd end up getting that hideous glue all over the side oh. of it. Yeah. To yeah. the point where it was ruined, and it was really not much more worthwhile than anything else then now i might have been no i wasn't too old for the action figures i had the next gen action figures captain mm. picard Worf, Riker, tiana troy um, all the characters from not next. all of them just, just those, those ones. ones oh and a borg and a borg not data though i still have a borg downstairs in the original packaging i had data as well right um and the shuttlecraft right and i had a model hand phaser and I had a model tricorder. Oh, you mean the toy ones? The toy ones. I had. I had the toy phaser. You had the toy phaser. Yeah. Right. I also had the large scale. In fact, I still have these. I brought them out of my house the other day when I was down in Milton Keynes. They're still at my mum's house. Um, of NCC one seven zero one D. Yeah. Uh, Romulan Warbird and Klingon Battlecruiser from Next Gen with buttons that make sounds. We're going to have to go on a trip to Milton Keynes to fetch these, Mike. And and light up. Yeah, we're going to have to go to Milton Keynes and fetch these. Yeah, they were really I, good. I understand you're coming up and down on the bus or the train. You're not yeah. going to carry these. Yeah. We're going to have to go I and get them, I considered bringing we? one last time. But yes, so I've got those. And, now this is the thing, because I don't know what happened to all of this stuff. I have a feeling that my parents gave it away to smaller children, which I've never really forgiven them for, because all of my toys just disappeared one day. Just like, you just got home from school, and then like... That's depressing. They were just all gone. All my teddy bears, all my, all my toys, everything was gone. I hadn't used them for about three years, but they were just gone. And that was it. And I had a massive set of Star Trek micro-machines... The ships, Mike, yay big. I remember them well. Really good. Gone. Where do they go? Just gone. Wow. Only problem with those ones were that the shuttlecraft micro-machines were the same size as the, uh, the, other, the ship. other ships, whereas you really wanted the shuttlecraft to be little, teeny little micro-machines. You know, micro-machines were crap. They were. They were really crap. But they were the... I, I never bought them. I never bought Micro Machines apart from the Star Trek ones. Strangely enough, my little sister liked Micro Machines. Hmm. Not me, my little sister did. Right. Um, she's not known for much of a car enthusiasm, but hmm. there you go. 
And she had a few of them. And I just remember them being so crap. Just cheap, nasty little plasticky bits. They were only just a step above cracker toys. They had a massive... Yeah, they were, weren't they? And they had massive packaging. Yeah, huge packaging with mirrored bits of plastic in and all that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Coming in collections of five. Yeah, that was it, wasn't it? Yeah, I still had the advertising drummed into my brain quite nicely. (laughs) I have a Star Trek communicator pin badge. Yes, which you wear on your key ring. No, that's a separate one. That's a separate one. I forget, I've got a communicator-style key ring. It's in this room right now. It's not, it's in the kitchen. Oh, bastard. I so can't anyway, remember where yeah. I got that from. Actually, that's been man. on your car keys since I've known you. I'm, I'm pretty sure. Are you sure? That's. I don't remember having it. I think my mum and dad brought me that back from Vegas as well. In fact, yes, they did. Mm. It's the staple holiday present. T-shirt, key ring. See, I get a stick of rock. They don't go to places that have sticks of rock. Or something like that. As we sit here right now, my mother and father are on the island of Jamaica. There's no rock. There are rocks. Mm. But there's no rock in the, the Blackpool sense. It's also a heightened rate of murder. Oh, yeah. Mm. They have great life insurance. Mm. And high-class security of machine pistols? They're, in a, they're actually on an all-inclusive thing, so they're just not going to leave where they are. Right. Uh, which they've done before, and they say it's amazing. You basically go to this massive complex with everything in it you can imagine, and it's all free because you've technically already paid for it. So you just gorge and get really drunk. (laughs) I think that's what they do. I don't know. I've not been on holiday with them for many years now, and if they did that when I did, I'd be quite afraid. Yeah. Although they talked about coming to Amsterdam with me and Alison. I don't think they have quite the idea what goes on there. Mm. I don't know. (laughs) What was I going to say? So, yeah, I had had the thing on the the keyring, but I also have the actual pin badge yeah it goes well on my uh, lieutenant junior grade top so i've never had a mr spock ears no i've never had like costume see i want to call him prosthetics I, I want to call him dr spock just to wind those people up dr spock why not i don't really like star trek anyway yeah exactly it's crap <laughs> you know william shatner yeah he's a knob really yeah yeah you see him on that video on YouTube, didn't even know it was Star Wars he was supposed to be talking about. That was brilliant. Wasn't it good? <laughs> that was brilliant. For those of you who haven't seen this before, someone emailed in. I should have found out his name. Thank you very much. He's, he's been replied to. It's great. Yeah. Anyway, he emailed in these links for YouTube videos. Just go to YouTube and type in William, William Shatner. Shatner sings to George Lucas. In particular, is the one that you want. If you want to see William Shatner singing... To George Lucas. Yeah. That's what you should watch. I think it was just something that... It's, it's my favourite YouTube video of all time, apart from maybe Chocolate Rain. Mm. I'll play that for you afterwards. Uh, right. I won't go into it on this show as well, because Alison will stab me in the night. Right. It's very annoying, but quite amusing. Okay. Anyway, as the, do you think there's been any major bits of Star Trek merchandising? Because we basically just listed what we've had. Um... Is, have there been any bits that you've wished you've been able to have but not had? Because the two things that stick in my mind recently have got to be the observation lounge table and chairs. Now, right. This is only technically this merchandising is, this is in the loose This is unrealistic sense. acquisitions, you mean? Unrealistic but real life. So you're not allowed okay. to say, I wanted an Enterprise. Well, okay. 
I always wanted my desk chair to be Captain Picard's chair. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. If you could have bought a Captain Picard desk chair. Yeah. And maybe... No, that'd be pretty useless, wouldn't it? I was going to say a desk like Mr. Data's desk. I'd still like that. I'd still like that. What would you do with it, though? Work. Yeah. Run... Quick time on it. And Maybe uh, a and pie heater teams. underneath the console. A pie heater. Or something like that. You know, one of those food heaters, you know, oh, don't feel quite like eating this right now. I'll just put it underneath I here. think you've come on with a winning idea there. And a then you... desk that stores hot food. Yeah. Why that, does such a thing not exist? looks like a Star Trek count console. I don't care what it looks like. It's such a good idea. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, that's that That would be a nice one. Um... What else did I... Right, right. one time, I remember... Now, are you aware of the chain of shops known as Forbidden Planet? I am aware of the chain of shops known as Forbidden Planet. Because they were a goldmine for Star Trek memorabilia and and merchandise when I was growing up. And there was this little one in Milton Keynes Shopping Centre. Tiny little shop, which sold all the comic books, a couple of specialist videos, Mm. and some porn in the back room, and stuff like that. And then one day, it was shut. It was gone. And that was it. That My entire resource of buying Star Trek comic books, Star Trek novels, and everything else dried up overnight. And the only way I could ever then get anything Star Trek related was to take an hour train journey down to London and go to the Forbidden Planet branch in New Oxford Street, which was the first time I went there was like a, a tour of a magical mystery land. <laughs> the Forbidden Planet in Milton Keynes was about the size of this room. Right. The Forbidden Planet in New Oxford Street was the size of Debenhams and Leeds. It was massive. Okay. It just went on and on and on and on and was filled with sci-fi goodness from all corners of the globe. It was brilliant. It was like me being in Disney World for a normal child. And so, yeah, I'm wandering around that place and I'm absolutely loving it. But my point being, while I was in there, there was this massive, again, about the size of this room, inch-perfect replica of the original Battlestar Galactica. Right. Huge thing. On sale for a grand. And I always used to think to myself, if only if it was the Enterprise, you know? If it was yeah. a... a, a uh, let me think, maybe a three-square-metre-sized replica of the Enterprise, maybe the original model that they used to shoot it with. God, I wouldn't leave the house. I'd just sit and stare at it Look all at day. It. Well, they actually sold that, though, didn't they? Yeah, they Recently. did. Recently, £300,000, I believe. Bastards. Where would you put it? This is what this you room, don't, we don't... I, I wouldn't have the computer in it. You'd get I wouldn't rid have of the, the TV. Tally. I wouldn't yeah. have the TV. I'd have a bed on the floor so I could lie up, look at it, and masturbate, because that's how good it would be. The masturbation enterprise <laughs> The masturbation enterprise room. <laughs> and then I would be officially the biggest geek in the world. So that's, that's what I'd do with it. Film if I was going to spend £300,000 on a model of a fictional starship from an 80s television programme... All I'm going to do is masturbate, really. <laughs> I don't know. if you Mind you, if you've got that much money to blow on something like this, because I don't care what you say, it's blowing £300,000. That is in no way a good, sensible or reasonable investment of money. If you have £300 million sat in the bank, then effectively it boils down to spending it's, 30 it's quid. frivolous use of money. Think about it like using... If you, if you were a multi, multi, multi-millionaire... 
then yeah, it'd just be like spending a tenner. I don't think I could handle that, you know. And I'm not claiming to to be so humble that I can't imagine what it's like to be rich and all that. I would that. buy it, and then I'd put a glass sheet in the door, and then I'd invite you around, and I'd stand in the room and With let it. you watch outside. I wouldn't watch you masturbate <laughs> over a model, whatever the model was. I didn't say masturbate. I just I just stand next to it and let you watch. You it could be an actual enterprise. It. We could be in space in spacesuits, and I still wouldn't watch you masturbate over it. There's just no condition under which that would happen. Right, okay. In fact, if someone was holding me down, I'd hold my breath till I passed out so I didn't have to watch. <laughs> That's what I'd do. Yeah, but I want you to watch, Richard. Well, anyway. we'll discuss this after the show. Yeah, bad choice. There's never really been anything that, I don't know, Other, than, I used to fantasise so much about what it would be like to actually have an Enterprise, though. Mainly while I was doing my paper round at four o'clock in the morning and it was raining you see i'd often think more about smaller more manageable ships i'd never ever wanted my own enterprise i wanted my own runabout oh yeah or my own klingon bird of prey i'd be lying if i said i never thought about having like my own little shuttlecraft one of the bigger ones not the little yeah a runabout there was a lot of variation in shuttlecraft size some of them actually had a back room and some of them were just two seats Mm. Well, there was the, the mini shuttle pods, yeah, which were just the ones that, yeah, just two seats and they were crap. And then there was the bigger ones, which they had up until about season three or four of Next Gen, and then they replaced them with the ones that are about the same size but a slightly slicker design. See, I don't know if I'd feel happy flying through a vacuum in something the size of a Ford Escort. You know, I'd, especially well, when you're going I don't from know. Relative... Do you feel any big, better in a massive, huge thing? I mean, bigger yeah. target. Well, yeah. More likely to hit shit. I don't know. Like a planet. Yeah, I suppose. I I wouldn't drive into a planet. No. Despite my medical officer's top. Yeah. You know. (laughs) Wouldn't happen. Mm -hmm. Wouldn't happen. I think, you know, we should do a part two of this. Yeah. And I think we should we should do an episode where we look at the the more amusing pieces of Star Trek memorabilia and merchandise there are available. The chessboards. Well, some of those were quite cool because you could actually get one. the 3D chessboard. I always you? wanted the 3D tw- chessboard. I would, then I'd have to have an instruction manual to tell you how. I it, believe they came it, with one. Exactly. Do you fucking play this game? Well, I'd always thought I can't play real chess. What was wrong with real tre- real chess that it needed to be on a third dimension? It got a bit boring. Chess never gets boring. Apparently, it does. Chess is a brilliant game. Or maybe during the the big war, Actually, World War Three, the last chessboard is broken into three bits, and the people who rediscover it believe that's how it always was. Ah, that's a good idea. <laughs> but I think you'd have to actually wipe out a great deal of human history to remove the uh, correct rules of chess. <laughs> yes, it would. To uh, be fair, that would be that would take some doing. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, I think well, we can see an episode, a part two of this. Okay. So we'll call this Star Trek merchandise part one. That we own. Things we own. Yeah. Maybe people could email us and tell us some of the things they've owned. In fact, do that. Yeah, go on, do that. Do that. Tell us what you've owned. Send us an email. What get on like. the forum and start a thread about it. And what you liked, what you wanted, and what you owned. What's the saddest piece of Star Trek merchandise you ever owned? What was the saddest piece you ever owned, Richard? You're saying the blue top. I think it's the blue top. Maybe that's the most shameful. Hmm. I don't know. I think probably the hand phaser because I was about 15. 
You see, yeah, because I was about twelve, I, and I played with it. <laughs> yeah. You know, I didn't. I didn't just have it. I, yeah. I played with it. <laughs> I used to have firefights with my little brother. Yeah, yeah. I remember it was the Christmas I got it. My sister gave it me, and I gave her one. Yeah. So we used to have hand phaser fights. Terrible, terrible. It made, the, it made two different noises, didn't it? Yeah, the stun and, and the, the kill, and yeah. you think it doesn't do that on the program. No, it only makes one noise. And how do they set anything with just two buttons? Yeah, you never really worked that one out. I up think it's got to power up and power down. I think it was and, like and fire. more or less power. Never mind. Anyway. Uh, I'd say my most embarrassing piece of merchandise from the Star Trek universe has to be book number three from Star Trek Voyager series because I, I, I bought a Star Trek Voyager book. That's not embarrassing. That's pretty bad. I think we'll get email. Yeah, we will. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but honestly, I can't think of anything worse. Um, maybe my Deanna Troy action figure. Actually, yeah, that was probably the most embarrassing thing I owned. I don't know if I could get like a life-size one of those cardboard cutouts of Deanna Troy. Sit it in the corner of your room. And... Yeah, right. That'd be awesome. I could stand her up behind the monitors of my desk. Well, now we know what you masturbate around. It's okay, <laughs> Deanna Troy. Deanna Troy. Do you put a mirror on it? Not, not for a few years, you know. But maybe, maybe, maybe one night next week. I don't know. <laughs> Um, okay, so ending this on a high. Um, Perhaps an episode from season seven. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> it, no, it's, it's blatantly the one where she gets a nip on. Anyway. Oh, that's so many of them. No, it was the one in particular. Was that? Season six episode when she becomes a horny bitch and she sleeps with like three or four guys on the ship. Right, that one then. Yeah, that one. <laughs> that one. I'm not really going to do this. You are. Or am I? You are. And now everyone knows about it. So. See, that's why I can't do it now. You've ruined it for me. You can listen to other shows. On the network. On the network. Albums you should hear is ever so good. You know, people love that show. Is it? Yeah. I still haven't listened to it properly yet. It's ever so good. It's very intellectual. I know. That's why I haven't listened to it yet. That's why I'm not on it. Yeah. Um, Movies you should see. Just download the ghost episode, people. Don't be sat there going, "Well, I'm, I don't want to see ghosts, so I'm not going to listen." It's a funny one. Yes, it's not. It's not a serious. It's one. It's been called the funniest one we've done for over a year. Yeah. Does that mean that it's still not as funny as as the that Arnie other special? One? I don't think we're ever going to top the Arnie special. You know that was hilarious. I need to go back and listen to the Arnie special. I've, I've listened to that one so many times. It's the only one I've ever listened to more than once. <sighs> Anyway, yeah, yeah, the ghost episode is hilarious, so listen to that. It's really funny. Uh, this week on The Definitive Word, we're talking about the weather. Um, it's more interesting than it sounds. Um, We've got a whole week of shows we need to make excuses for. I know. How did that happen? Here um, on Excuse Week on Simply Syndicated. Just listen, please, with promises and not rubbish. It's entertaining. Um, yeah, so you can listen to a load of shows. Get on the forum. Um, this week, and I don't know how long it's going to be online... But uh, you can hear the audio that we recorded for Sky Movies uh, if you go to skymovies.com forward slash sci-fi and horror. Is it? Um, yeah. Then you'll find Star Trek 
uh, sci-fi superfan section. Uh, there's a link on the forum if you can't find it on the website, but I'm sure you can find it on the website. Yeah. Star Wars versus Star Trek series, and you can listen to about ten different sound bites. There's of, more than ten. More than ten of me, yeah, and, me and Richard uh, debating the very various finer aspects of Star Trek versus Star Wars. They're not being animated anymore. Nope. But I, d- I don't know if they'll still be on telly. I don't, I don't know. Maybe. Fuck me, is that a moth or a small bird that's just flown into <laughs> the moth. It's a moth, it's a big moth. Right. That's a rather big moth. It's, it's quite a, impressive, actually. It is. Let's go, because I have to leave the room now. Yeah, okay, so, yeah, listen to that. Um, also, there was something else. I don't know, really. About, Seriously. About, I... about the forum, there was something else. What Get was onto it? the forum. Get onto the forum, because you can listen to that... Um, I don't remember. I don't know. I, don't, I think you just added. Some, I've just, I've just, I'm just, yeah, I'm in a loop somewhere. Feedback yeah. loop. I don't, I, Shut I, I down the EPS conduits and get out of here. Yeah. Right. Okay. So I, I don't like the moth. We'll see you on episode forty-one. Okay. We'll see you on episode forty-one. Bye bye.